Thanks for listening to the RTS Washington Faculty Podcast. I'm Timo Sazo, Director of Admissions and Executive Producer and Editor of this podcast. In this episode, Dr. Peter Lee shares some of his thoughts on apocalypticism and the doctrine of union with Christ. Yeah, uh, in terms of apocalypticism, uh, you know, that's been sort of a a real academic interest of mine for for a long, long time. Uh, So the the first um, real apocalyptic text that we have uh, real confidence in is, of course, the book of Daniel. So Daniel's been a real interest um, and uh, and things of this nature. The the area has been uh, the the study of apocalyptic, apocalypticism has been a bit a bit of a morass. There's been a lot of unclarity, and in, in the last uh, 20, 30 years or so, uh, perhaps even further back a little bit, it's been clarified in terms of what we mean by it. Uh, in terms of even a genre of an apocalyptic text that was not really well understood before, and that's a lot. And a lot of that has been really uh, has been really helpful. Uh, what I have found interesting in in uh, in my study of apocalyptic literature has been the the interesting interplay between the Lord as vindicator and the elect as vindicated, and that how frequently that when you read the text, what it says about the Lord, oftentimes is applied to the elect uh, of the Lord. And in fact, there are times when you're not sure which which uh, on any given apocalyptic text, you're not sure who they're describing. It. Are they describing the Lord or are they describing his elect? Uh, Daniel chapter seven, perhaps, is one of the best examples of that, as it talks about the the Lord who was triumphant and victorious as the as the uh, creator king. But then uh, it describes the triumph of the Lord uh, for the sake of his for the sake of his elect. But when you read Daniel 7, you reach a point where you're not sure who the text is talking about. Is it talking about the Lord or is it talking about the elect? And I've always found that interesting in how the two are almost identified together. Uh, The Lord and those who are electing the Lord, almost in a quasi-union type of idea. I can't help but to wonder that, we know, we have been so big and we have so committed ourselves to a a very uh, robust union with Christ uh, theology, not just... uh, in such a profound way as we read Paul, as we read uh, the Apostle Peter and so many other areas in the New Testament. And and I can't help but to wonder that perhaps one reason why Paul and the New Testament writers have been able to think about union with Christ is because they're writing in a uh, an apocalyptic context. And that one benefit of that uh, apocalyptic theology uh, that the New Testament is picking up on is in fact what we now see as union with Christ. And for that reason, uh, when we talk about the the benefits that we have in the Lord, we begin with Christ himself as the one who who, who merited it, who accomplished it, but then apply that to uh, the individuals, the elect who are in union with them. And that's totally appropriate because that's exactly what the apocalypse mindset is, is not to limit just the work of God to God alone, uh, but to apply that now also to the elect who are who are sovereignly and graciously and mercifully uh, elect uh, in in the Lord. I guess I can't help but to wonder if perhaps the um, that apocalyptic worldview, that apocalyptic mindset, is is really sort of the perfect setting for the rise of the New Testament text, as we see Paul, particularly Paul, but even the Apostle Peter, John, and the New Testament writers as a whole, 
doing essentially that, uh, taking the accomplished works of Christ and not limiting it just to Jesus, but also now applying it to the individuals because of our Holy Spirit endowed union uh, with Christ. And that's just a perfect application of apocalyptic ways of thinking that we see now so clearly articulated in the New Testament. So the New Testament, in other words, uh, uh, perhaps we don't limit, uh, we can limit the, the book of Revelation as, a, as an apocalyptic text genre-wise, but we can think of the New Testament as a whole as, a, a, as apocalyptic uh, in terms of its way of, of, of theologically applying uh, the, the blessings of Christ upon the elect. So you're, you're talking about apocalyptic, not merely as a genre, but almost like as a mindset or like a set of themes or, or sort of a, a, a way of imagining the world. What is it about that, that mindset, for lack of a better word? What is it about that mindset that particularly lends itself to understanding something like the union with Christ? Kind of like, yeah. what, what tools does it give us that we don't have otherwise? Well, it definitely gives a sense of finale that the, that the, the last things are now upon us. If in fact they have not already yet come the uh, you don't, you get a lot of imagery of the last days and the final revelation of the eschatological realities of these promises and blessings. You don't see a lot of shadow. You don't see a lot of typology. It, it really is just images of the last days. Uh, and so there isn't a, you know, a, an Isaac that is a type of Christ. You see just lots of images of Christ or of the elect. So it really is sort of a nice setup in terms of the expectation. What, what should our expectation be as we enter into a more of a apocalyptic mindset it's to realize that we are now in the last days or the last days are really right on uh, uh on the cusp um of things and again it's just really a, a a a the perfect setup for the for the rise of the new testament text for the coming of christ historically in the history of salvation uh that just kind of affirms and confirms that uh that this is it the the, the final days are here and and that's why I think the uh, you know this this uh, union theology is just such a, a huge benefit that we gain uh, that is consistent with a an apocalyptic um, an apocalyptic mindset and that now in hindsight because we see it in the context of the full revelation of scripture uh, we don't need to limit it just to the New Testament we can actually go back now and read this now throughout the history of salvation the seed of the woman then of Genesis three is no longer just uh, fulfilled in Christ, we are now in union with Christ, or also uh, that seed um, of the woman. And that's uh, what makes this just such a huge benefit that the text is no longer isolated, to, uh, separate from us. We can go back and now read the Old Testament, the history of salvation, the, 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 uh, these texts, and read it not just as fulfilled in Christ, but see this as fulfilled in us, in our, our union with Christ. Thank you.